Welcome to Younger Older. I'm Dave Wager, your host, and today I'm with Don Shire. And believe it or not, today I'm the younger one. How about that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you've listened at all, Don and I have done some programs before. We used to do a program for about 25 years called Conversation. We're both uh, old-timers, I guess, at this point. It's hard to admit, but I think you're right, Dave. I, yep. I think there's probably some grandchildren on my end that would agree with that. Yeah. Some, in fact, one of your grandchildren are in our college program here. I know. So. I'm, I, I love it. Don't worry, though. I looked at all the kids and I said, I'm old enough to be your grandpa. So <laughs> I said, treat me like that and we'll be okay. Yep. But it's kind of fun to have you back. I know. Tell us, what, what's going on with, you're, you're part of Don Shire Ministries. And, and what's going on with Don Shire Ministries right now? Um, and, and bring the people up to date that know who you are from our area and, and just really want to know and be able to pray and participate. Yeah. Well, Dave, you and I go back a long ways. Yep. You see me... Uh, uh, back when I was uh, director of a youth center is when I f- first started coming here about 40 years ago, I guess it was. And, and then from there into the business world and, and uh, you know, all the while uh, just loving our relationship with, with Silver Birch Ranch here. And, and, uh, and then leaving that and, and going into ministry about 23 years ago, uh, going back into ministry. And, and at the time, I named it Don Shire Ministries because there really wasn't a good internet search engine, and every every name that I picked had already been taken, and I was paying a lawyer to do the searching, and so uh, I finally said, well, just name it Don Shire Ministries. No one wants that name, yeah. and uh, and so far I've been well, right. And it's easy to find you then because they remember your name, but sure. they wouldn't remember you know a crazy ministry name. And so it's it's been Don Shire Ministries, but it's uh, it, it started out uh, I called it an M M&M and M ministry was music and, and missions. I was hosting short-term mission trips, and, and we would find missionaries in need or, or places that, that needed something built, or, or we would go for evangelistic purposes, and, and uh, that was what it was for several years. Uh, I'd do concerts across the United States, and, and the, the trumpet has taken me now to 35 different countries, and it's a great tool to, to be able to do evangelism. And about about 13 years ago, we started not just building orphanages, but we started supporting orphans uh, at the at the same time. And, and so that kind of took on a more of a longer term commitment. Before it was go build an orphanage, turn it over to the people that wanted to run it, and go build the next one. Yeah. And so then I, I just I saw these kids on the street where I, when I would travel and. And I didn't see people helping them. And then I also became a grandpa. And uh, my heart went out to them thinking, you know, why, why isn't someone trying to help these, these children? And I, I know it was the Lord that was leading in, in my heart. And so we started, we started an orphanage in Honduras. And um, I remain involved. It's a separate ministry then. Donshire Ministries. Uh, What's it it's called? It's called Sandy Bay Lighthouse Ministries. You can Google that if you're listening and see what we're doing there. Um, I'm president of that ministry, and uh, we have a wonderful board, and, and uh, we're registered with the government on the island of Roatan. And so whenever there's children that are abused or abandoned, uh, maybe their parents are in prison, and, and the, the children need a home for the years that their parents are incarcerated, uh, there's so many different reasons uh, that the children are, are brought to us. But we take them. We have a, a 
bilingual Christian school right on the property there, and we also uh, have children from the neighborhood that come in and go to school. And that has been just a, a wonderful ministry, and that gave me a, a taste of what it's like to help change a child's life uh, for the rest of their life here and and then ultimately forever. As they come to us, they don't know who Jesus is. And they come, they experience God's love, and then they want it. And so then we started uh, orphanages in, in India. And I remember, I remember starting an orphanage in India and thinking, how are we ever going to take care of 40 children? And to, today we have 360 children in India. Wow. Um, when I was there the first time, I, it was kind of funny. I, I think you remember, Dave, when I was going, I was saying, well, I know that they want me to do a little teaching. Right. And uh, you shared some notes with me that I could take along. And I, I stuck them in my, my Bible and, and packed it. And, and we were on our way to see the orphans the first day I was there, which, by the way, there's a 11 and a half hour time difference. And so oh, I'm... Man. I'm jet lagged and struggling just to to think straight. And we're going down the road, and and Pastor Prabhu, who's who now directs our India ministry, he said, uh, he said, well, Don, there's some pastors that want to that they want to meet you, and they they like you to just teach them for a little bit. I thought, okay, well, I'll I'll dig out some of Dave's wonderful notes and and do something. I said, well, how many are there? He says, well, there's about fifty of them, and they've been waiting for us for two hours. <laughs> and, oh, man. Uh, and I said, well, how long do you want me to teach? And he said, oh, well, about four or five hours. Oh, man. <laughs> Dave, you could do that. Yeah, oh, man. That, that's your, you could do that and, and do well. But for me, that was quite the stretch. And Dave, by, by the grace of God and your notes, I made it through the morning. Yeah. And then we went to a pastor's house for lunch, and I heard some singing going on. And I said, well, what is that? And Pastor Prabhu said, well, those are, those are widows. And he said, here in our country, when your husband dies, your family quite often puts you out on the street because they can't take care of you, and they believe that you brought a curse onto the, the husband and her father. And, and so there's millions of women that are on the streets, and our churches try to take care of them. And these are women that were sleeping on the church floor at night, but uh, during the day they were out on the street. And and I said, well, what are they singing about? He said, well, they're, they're praising God. And I said, well, they're praising God? He said, yes, they haven't eaten for five days. And they're calling it a fast be- because hmm. God has not, not provided the food for them. And, but they're thanking him for the food that he's going to provide. And uh, he said, would you like to meet them? And so I went over, and they, they all asked for prayer. And it's very customary there that you, you lay your hand on their head and pray for them. Hmm. And, and so we, uh, we had a, a wonderful time of fellowship, and they shared with me their prayer requests, and I prayed for them. And then word got into the community. It's a Hindu community. And uh, word got into the community what was going on there. And so when I went back to the church, they were intrigued that there was an American in their village that doesn't happen very often. And so the entire village came to the pastor's meeting Mm. Uh, they didn't come inside, but they were all standing outside looking in the windows and crowding around the doors wanting to hear what was being said. So I just told the pastors, I'll tell you what, why don't we, uh, why don't we just go to the basics this afternoon and make sure that we're all on the same page on what it means to know Jesus Christ as Savior. Oh, <laughs> and so I was able to very deliberately and, and clearly present the gospel. And, uh, and then 
invite the people that were listening to come to church and learn more. Oh, fun! And so, so that was that was the start of it. But the widows really, yeah, I couldn't leave there and not feed them, of course. And right. and so we bought some food. But then I, I said, you know, in my heart, I said, Lord, you brought me here for them too, didn't you? And it was really, I, I can't explain it, Dave. You you know what I'm talking about. I'm sure when that still small voice just says. This is what I want you to do. Yep. And I knew it was something that, that we were supposed to do, and I made a commitment that we would do our best to send some money to feed the widows. Well, we, we started with 30 widows that day, and we now have 220 widows that we feed. If you think about this, Dave, I, every day in India now, we have almost 600 people that depend on our ministry for three meals a day for wow. school, for clothing, for medicine, when they go to the hospital, when, you know, what, whatever the need is, uh, they're depending on us. And if you think about it being a dollar a day, well, it averages much more than that, but right. <clears throat> that's over $600 a day, Dave. Right. And I want people to understand my office is in my garage. Yeah. And yep. so for us to make a commitment like that, is ridiculous. It's it's yeah, really it is logically you're not a big corporation. Right. You're not a big Dave. You're, you're I, just Dave. I I had a done. I had a fairly decent business for yeah. for about eleven years, and the ministry is run completely different than I ran the business. Absolutely. Um, and maybe I should have run the business a little bit more like I, I run the ministry because uh, I am finding Dave that that trusting God. Trusting when he says, call on to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things, things like you've never known. He, he really means it. Yeah. He wants us to, to grow in that relationship with him. And so we've just been trusting God for, for all of this. And, and now we have a home in Haiti, um, a home for children with special needs. Uh, when I went there, it was the same kind of thing, Dave. I walked in, and there were children laying everywhere, and there, were no, there, there wasn't any furniture. There wasn't any electricity. There wasn't any running water. And, of course, no refrigerator with no electricity. I looked. I, I said, where's your food? They said, well, we don't have any today. Hmm. And, and so, we, again, we got food that day, and, and, again, that still small voice said, Don, and here's Here's the thing, Dave. I, I was now about 60 years old when this started. Yep. And I'm thinking, you know, this isn't very smart because these, these children especially are, are going to be here as adults as well, most of them. They'll, they'll never be able to be out in, in society, and, and some of them are just severely handicapped. And yet that voice just said, said Don, uh, talk to the pastor, work out something. And so they came underneath our umbrella, and uh, I came home, and Told my wife, <laughs> well, we started well, we another, another one. we started another orphanage, and you know what I love about Kathy is, she didn't shake her head. She just said, "Well, it'll be interesting to see how God does this yeah. one." Yeah. And uh, Dave, God has been providing even through all of this stuff that's been happening this past year. God has been faithfully providing. Kathy and I had a long talk when, when all of a sudden I had three months of concerts canceled. We had a long talk and and said, you know what, if our children and widows at our orphanages and widows' homes uh, have to miss meals. We're going to miss the same amount of meals. There's no way that we could take donors' money and, and live well here and not provide 
for for them. And uh, I'm so thankful that I have not missed a meal. There you go. Uh, neither have they. And and so I, I just praise God, Dave. I I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but this is God's ministry, and uh, I feel confident that why would He start something and not see it through? Now we are changing the name of the ministry uh, because of the fact that yes, I turned into a senior citizen this uh, this what last gonna, month. Have you decided what it's going to be called yet? Uh, yes, it's going to be DSM International. Okay. And we're actually already registered as Don Shire Ministries doing business as DBA, uh, DSM International. And the bank recognizes it on the checks that oh, people, people send in. So we're, we're legal in, in all of that. Um, the reason is, Dave, is it's gotten bigger than me and Kathy. Yeah. And we're taking on staff. And, and one of the first questions that they get asked is, well, who's Don Shire? And it sounds like a like a one-man show, Don Shire Ministries, right. you know, and unless your name is Billy Graham, right? You know, it's it's a little bit different, right. and and so it gives it a little bit more of a an organizational feel to to say DSM International, and then they can say, well, our founder, his name was yeah. Don Shire, and it was Don Shire Ministries, and and Dave God has been providing some awesome awesome people to come on staff with us. I I have a lady on staff who. She lives here in in the states, but she manages the Haiti Ministries now. Oh, um, we're in the process of of purchasing a a place where mission teams can stay. If you're listening today and you have a team that wants to go to Haiti, we have a safe uh, ten bedroom, nine bathroom home that even has a swimming pool. Uh, it's a safe place, a wonderful oasis right in the middle of Port-au-Prince, where teams can stay. And uh, we we're we associate with a lot of the ministries in the area. So when teams come, we can help plug them into very, very worthy ministries for, the, for their week. Even if you have your own contacts in Haiti but need a place to stay. Um, one of the things I'm trying to do, Dave, is to try to figure out how to make our ministries as self-sufficient as possible. Uh, right now, I'm out there and, and I'm going into churches uh, as they start to open up again. But I'm going to churches and I'm letting people know what we do. And so we have a, a support base. But my, my dream is to try to figure out ways that, that they can be self-sufficient with, without someone out there always trying to raise the funds. Now, I don't know if we'll ever be there, but we can certainly subsidize it. Absolutely. And this, this home with, you know, when teams stay there, they, they pay a fee, which is comparable with any other place that you could right. stay in Haiti. Um, we have a wonderful couple that's running it. Uh, again, staff. Uh, God provided a pre- nurse practitioner and a chef. Oh, cool. And so the food is good, and there's someone there to watch over them if, if for any reason they get sick or, or they want to do medical teams and serve in the community. Sure. She has all the contacts. And, and so they're there. We're, we're uh, hoping that the, the positive income that's that we are able to take in over our expenses will help pay for the Haiti ministry. Good. And so we're excited about that. We're also starting uh, this January an intern program called Venture. And Venture is going to be a program, <clears throat> excuse me, where young people can come for five months. They will be discipled and they will also serve as missionaries cool. for that five months and really get 
not just a taste of missions. In what particular country or in In, any in Haiti, I'm in sorry. Haiti. Yeah, okay. and they will live at our House of Hope. Okay. And so what, what they will do, uh, a little bit like your Nicolay Bible Institute, right. um, our interns will actually be able to take the teams that come to visit us to the different ministries and and uh, assist them in whatever whatever kind of ministry they're doing there, as well as go to our our orphanage there for special needs children called our House of Hope. Right. I mean, I'm sorry, Jehovah Rapha House. Our our guest house uh, per se, or our ministry center there is called Our House of Hope. Okay. And so uh, you can find more information by by going to the our website, which is dsminternational.org. And uh, and look up the venture program under mission opportunities. So that's that's kind of where we are today, Dave. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Now we have a guy that runs our business part here at Soberbridge Ranch, Nicolay Bible Institute, who used to be in business like you used to be in business, and he's just so much enjoying how God does things in ministry. Uh, it's not like any business. It, no. it just it, <laughs> it, it, the whole world is different because. I keep telling kids, look, it's a very simple proposition. Go out there, enjoy how God made you, and look for ways to, to use how he made you to change the world around you or demonstrate who God is exactly. to whoever. Yeah. So, so I look at you and I think, okay, you, you were a, a business guy. You were a musician. You, you, you love playing the trumpet. You go out and you play the trumpet. Okay, I'll go play the trumpet. I'll, I'll go do that. Because God gave that to me to do. Mm -hmm. In the process, you see widows, you see orphans, you see, oh, well, I need, you know, now I need to do something there. There was no long-range plan. There was no strategic plan. Was, yeah, where, where are you? How is God it, using it? And, and exactly. build on that. Yeah. And so your mind frame then switches gears. It goes, you know, God, this is right to do, so I need to trust you, and we're going to start stepping yeah. in that direction. Well, I'll... I'll take it an extra step, Dave. I would not have planned this. Right. I would not have planned to take care of this many people per day uh, because it doesn't make sense. And it, it's way beyond what I could have dreamed uh, that we'd be able to financially be able to maintain. And so I would have scaled it way, way, way back. And yet by being willing to do as the Lord leads, we're seeing miracles all the time. Yeah. You know, Dave, people ask me now that I'm Actually, when I turned 60, and you probably hear this once in a while too, is what's, All the time. what's your exit strategy? No, I don't have one. Yes, and, and well, that's me too. I, I just say, listen, I'm going to serve God as long as I can. And people say, well, when are you going to retire? I'm going to say, when I can't move anymore. Yeah. When, when God says I, you know, it slows down my body to the point that I can't be out there doing what I love I'll to do. I'll tell you when you hit a sour note. Yeah, well, I hit sour <laughs> notes. <laughs> oh. See, you I wouldn't know? notice because I have no music yeah, ability. No, so. I, I, I make no claims to be in the world's yeah. best trumpet player. I, I just do my best, and God uses it. And you know, if anyone's listening today, that would be my advice to you. Use what God has given you. Do your best. You don't have to be perfect. Don't go home depressed when it doesn't go perfectly. But go out and do your best to the glory of God. And you're, you're never going to be perfect, but he is. Right. And he will reveal himself through you. And what I find just so fascinating, Dave, is sometimes after a concert where I've splatted notes, uh, my sound system maybe didn't work right, and, and things went completely different, and, and what I would say poorly, 
uh, those are concerts when people come up afterwards and say, Don, what you said was exactly what I needed to hear. Yep. And you know what? I might not have said that had I gone with my plan for yep. the concert. Yep. You know, and so it's, it's just fun uh, to see God be God. Uh, I told you we're, we're buying this place in, in Haiti. And again, way, way beyond what I could ever commit right. to. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it was $590,000. And I told you before, my office is in my garage. Right. Uh, right. My house wouldn't even make the down payment right. on, on this thing. And, uh, and yet, that small voice again right. says, Don, go for it. I went to my board and they said, uh, I told them, but there's good news. We don't have to come up with it all at once. We we can pay in three years. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like my dad. That's what he used to love to do. You know what? Your dad was yeah. a great teacher to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, yep. it, you know, he used to do that all the time. I know. It was I like, know. well, we can't, we don't have any money now, but we'll, we'll spread it out over the next three years and see if we can get it done. Yeah. Your and, dad was and a great example. Got done. Yep. He was a great example. Yeah. Um, but anyway, my, my board said, well, Don, sure, if you can come up with the down payment, which was $200,000. Uh, we'll we'll consider it an act of God, <laughs> and you know, Dave, we had the down payment about three months early. There you go. Uh, the second payment is due this week. We mailed the check yesterday. Uh, it came in right at the end of August, and uh, you know, so are we going to make the next payment of one hundred ninety thousand dollars? Well, if you ask me how we're going to do it, I'll just say I don't know, except that God has it figured out, and He will touch hearts, and it will happen. Yeah. Uh, why don't you get to the point in your life where you say, you, you know, I so many times here I've done that where I say, you know, God, this isn't my problem. It's yours. Yeah. I, and I'm going to go Dave, on. Have, and if you don't want to provide for it, then okay, then it's not going to happen. I've said almost exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're Lord, this is your ministry. Uh, it's not mine. If you want to take me out, take me out. Yeah. Uh, it's your ministry. Please put the right people in to take it into the next, the next phase. Yeah. I, I'm here for as long as you want me. Yeah. Well, you know, last year we had that storm come through. It just about devastated our yes. whole area. And I can remember, I, honestly and literally, standing in the middle of the, the ministry in tears, saying, God, what are you doing? Mm. The place is a wreck. The place is a wreck. Uh, there's, there's 36 buildings <laughs> I was here. damaged. It, and it was a wreck. <laughs> it, it was a wreck. Uh, the logger said it's going to take you nine months to clean it up. And I'm looking at this going, God, what are you doing? Yeah. I've never seen, now in retrospect, but I, I got to the point where I said to God, what's your place? I mean, you want to destroy it with wind? That's your prerogative. I, I guess we'll get up every day now with a chainsaw and work. I, that's all we can do. So we did that. I've never seen the people of God so mobilized. Yeah. They came. They helped us. We were able to get open again. And today, because of the pandemic, the experience we went through there is actually funding us today to make sure that we're okay. We didn't use the, the insurance money for some of the other building projects that we probably should have um, because we need to stay open and take care of our people. And, and this pandemic was tough on yeah. any ministry, but it's God's provision. So you look back on it and go, boy, I wouldn't have planned that. Well, let me turn the table. How many, how many lives were changed this year uh, because camp was able to be open? Oh, yeah. 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 Hundreds. Yeah. And this weekend, you have hundreds of people coming. Yep. And, and lives are going to be changed. God had a plan. Yeah. And God has a plan. And yeah. that's, that's what's exciting about waking up every day. Well, and that's what we have to encourage people to do. They need to look at how God made them, enjoy how God made them, 
it's different than everybody else. You're, you're somebody who is enjoying, okay, I got this certain business that I got. Fine. When you realize that your job and my job is to show the world who God is yeah. and we can't make it happen, then we get out of the way and God starts to demonstrate himself through us. And, and we, because of our knowledge, I mean, because of your knowledge of business, you look at what you're doing with orphans and widows and you go, that's nuts. Mm. That can only be God. Yeah, now, if absolutely. you didn't have your background, you wouldn't have as much emotion into it in that sense. Mm -hmm. But because you understand business, like this is crazy. Yeah, it's definitely God. You know, Dave, I said before that your your dad was a great example and, and teacher, and I've had other people in my life that that were the same. And and one of them is one of the residents at our special needs home mm. in Haiti. Her name is Neltha. Neltha was born severely uh, disfigured. Uh, her mind works, but her body doesn't obey her mind. So, you, you know, when she talks, she's kind of mumble right. like that, and her, her jaw doesn't, and her lips don't obey her brain. Um, in Haiti, if you are special needs, it's considered a voodoo curse. Oh. It's a curse on the family that had you. And people won't even come visit your home because they're afraid that they could bring that curse home with them. And so these, these children are quite often just left in the background, uh, uh, left in a back room somewhere. And many times they're just discarded. Uh, most mm -hmm. of the children that we have were found at the garbage dump or in dumpsters uh, or their parents had more mercy. They brought them to the hospital and took off running. Mm -hmm. uh, but m many times they're malnourished, So they would just starving. take them to the dump and leave them? Yes, just leave them on the pile. And Neltha was put in the middle of a busy intersection. Her father just wanted somebody to run her over. Mm. And he put her in the middle of the intersection, took off running. And uh, she's out in the middle of the intersection screaming for help. And she's saying, God, help me. And just mm. so happened to be walking by was the pastor that runs our orphanage there. He picked her up, brought her back there. Dave, I have never seen anyone with so much joy mm. as Neltha. Uh, Neltha smiles all the time. Uh, when I was there the last time, I had my, my iPad and I was Skyping with Kathy and, and Neltha came scooting over and was smiling at Kathy and, in the picture. And I said, Neltha, you want to sing? And she, yeah. And she started singing, Dave. It was, God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. Mm. David almost brings tears to my eyes now, just, just remembering that moment. As I realize this girl who has every reason to be bitter with the world, she, she could be bitter with God because many are right. that go through what she's going through, but she sees God in a way that, that I'm still learning. She, she trusts him. She loves him. She says, God knows me. God knows my name. Yep. And he gave me a family that loves me. Yep. And uh, Dave, to be a part of something like that is the greatest privilege I think I could ever have. Yeah, You know, I think we'll keep talking about this. So if you're uh, tuning in, we're at the uh, studios of Relate365.com. You can go there and download various podcasts. It's really on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. We invite you to check that out. And what's the website that they can go look at if they want more information on Don Shire Ministries or the DSM International? Well, actually, both of them work, donshireministries.com or dsminternational.org. Okay. And they can go get information there. If you want to get involved in helping financially or partnering with them, you can do that 
Uh, or if you just want to uh, schedule a concert in whatever yeah. area, because this well, if you, uh, you be might a part be of an listening on, online somewhere. You so. want to be part of an ongoing miracle, contact us. Yeah, you can do that. And we encourage you to do that. More importantly, I encourage you to look at your own life Amen. and try and figure out how God would use you to show the world around you who he is. We'll be back. Thanks for listening.